Hello, this is Mark Richter with another episode of Linux for the Layman. Want to feel safe, secure, and capable when using your computer? This is for you if you want to succeed and know you can handle your computer tasks with ease. Welcome back for episode 20 of Linux for the Layman, The Joy of Computing. Today I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of the special characters that the shell recognizes and handles differently from what could easily be called non-special characters, your average characters, anything that's not in the special character set. And before I do that, I want to clear up one term to make sure that we're all on the same page here. What you may think of as a folder, what Windows calls a folder, Linux calls a directory. They are exactly the same for most intensive purposes, and we will speak of them in the same. I tend to prefer the term directory because it's slightly more technically accurate. And there are subdirectories just like there are subfolders. A subdirectory is a directory that is located inside a directory, but it's sort of considered another level down in the overall scheme of file organizations. Directories are the same thing as folders. Subdirectories are the same thing as subfolders. If I use different terms, forgive me, they both mean the same thing. There is one rather important folder that is typically the folder you start off in when you start up a terminal interface or a command line shell and that is your home folder. Your home folder is where your files by default are located, your files in your directories. There are lots of other directories and folders in the system but your home folder is special because it's where you go by default and it's treated a little specially by the shell. There is a special character that the shell understands to mean your home directory. That character is the tilde. For example, if you type in ls space tilde enter, bash shell will substitute your home folder for the tilde and the ls command will list what's in your home folder. Now if you're already in your home folder, you can just type ls and get the same result. But let's say you have changed into your downloads directory and you want to see what you have in your home directory. So to change to your downloads directory, you type cd space downloads and in Linux that's a capital D and everything else lowercase. Downloads is the directory where I put all my downloads. I have my browser set to go there and by default I will use that folder for anything I want to pull off the web or anything I want to attach or send out on the web because browsers are finicky things. Sometimes if you change where you download something or where you're going to upload something from, the browser will remember that and the next time you say download or upload from, it'll go to that directory, not your downloads directory. To be consistent, I download everything into my downloads directory and then I'll move it someplace else for better organization. 
If I want to send a file out in email, I will copy it into my downloads directory. And that way my browser doesn't have to care. It knows to find them in my downloads directory and I don't have to tell it a different folder every time. It's a little extra work for me, but that's fine. I don't mind that. And it saves me the trouble of not being able to find things that I downloaded because the browser thought I meant to go somewhere else and I didn't remember that because I don't usually do that. Let's go on to the next special character. Another special character by itself on a command line is the dot. And that means your current directory, the directory you are in right now. So if you have just logged in, the dot represents your home directory, similar to the tilde. It's not the same because if you CD to your downloads directory, dot represents the downloads directory, not your home directory, but the tilde still represents your home directory. They're kind of like aliases, but they're sort of hardwired into the shell. That is how the shell interprets those characters. If you have a tilde next to something else, it may or may not interpret that as your home directory. If you say ls space tilde slash downloads, it will take that to mean your home directory subdirectory downloads, which in your home directory list looks like, just looks like downloads. Okay, the dot, that's another one. If you say ls dot dot, the dot dot is the shell's special symbol for the parent directory. So if your home directory is slash home slash my name, which it's usually is something like that, and you're in your home directory and you say ls space dot dot enter, it will show you the contents of slash home because slash home is the parent of your home directory. If you're in your downloads directory and you say ls space dot dot enter, your downloads is underneath your home directory. It, its parent is the home directory, so it will do an ls on your home directory. Tilde means your home directory. Dot by itself means the current directory. And dot dot by itself means my parent directory. Now this can be handy if, for example, you are in your downloads directory and you want to know what's in your documents directory. Now your documents is under your home directory, but from your downloads directory, you can say ls space dot dot slash documents, and the documents is capitalized, capital D and lowercase. The shell will know to go up to your downloads parent directory, which is slash home slash by name, and then slash documents. And as long as we're on that subject, slash, which is now being called the forward slash, but it technically is the slash character. It's one direction forward. By itself or in conjunction with other characters on the command line is the path separator. The path is the route that the shell takes to get to a file from somewhere. If the first character in your path is slash, it will start at the root directory of your file system and look through the path using the slash to separate each directory it should look into for the next element in your path.
if the path does not begin with a slash, and it doesn't begin with any other special character, the shell will look in your current directory for that file or for that path. If you have other special characters at the beginning of your path, like dot dot slash, as we said, it will go to your parent directory from where you are now and then follow the path from that point forward. The backslash we'll talk about another time. Actually, we may talk about that in the next segment because this sounds like, seems like a good place for a break. Let's continue to talk about some of the shell special characters. When you want to represent more than one character or one character but you don't care which one it is, there are a couple of wild cards that can be used and there's also a grouping that can be used. The two wild cards that the shell recognizes are the question mark, which represents any one other character, and the asterisk, which represents zero or more characters, any sequence of characters, including none. So, for example, if you're looking for a file that you know contains the word shell in it, you can type ls space s-h-e-l-l -L asterisk enter and that will give you a listing of all files that begin with the pattern shell. You could do ls space asterisk shell asterisk enter and that will give you a listing of any files that have the word s-h-e-l-l -L anywhere in the name with any number of characters before or after it. That's what the asterisk does. If you know that you're looking for a file, let's say, called shell some number, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, dot txt, and you don't remember which one it is, you can do ls space s-h-e-l-l question mark dot txt, and that will give you a listing of all files named shell with some other letter there, dot txt. It can be a number, it could be a letter, it could be an underscore, it could be pretty much any character. There's also a way to look for a specific set of characters. The character set wildcard is the left bracket, that's the square bracket, the characters that you expect to be there followed by a right bracket. Now that's one character that matches anything between the brackets. Why would you want to do something like that? For example, let's say you use a date code to label your files so you can tell just by looking at the file name what date it was written on or created on. And let's say you use 2021 for the year, two digits for the month, and two digits for the day. But you want any file in 2021 that you've written so far that has that pattern in it. So you do ls space asterisk, so you can catch anything before the 2021, 2021 left bracket 0 dash 9 right bracket, 
left bracket, 0 dash 9, right bracket, left bracket, 0 dash 9, right bracket, left bracket, 0 dash 9, right bracket, asterisk, enter. So that's going to look for any file whose name has the pattern 2021, followed by two digits, followed by two more digits, followed by anything else. That way you can locate files by name that have a known pattern in them where you know that the pattern consists of certain specific characters. Each of the wildcards that you use with left bracket, some letter pattern, right bracket, represents one character in that set of characters. Those are handy. As I said, you can use them any way you want. And you can have any number of bracketed wildcards in your search pattern. You can include specific letters, like if you know that you're looking for something with the number 2, 4, or 6 in it, you can say left bracket, 2, 4, 6, right bracket. Or you can do what I suggested in the previous example. You can use a range of characters, 0, dash, 9, which means any number from 0 to 9. Actually, for a month, you would look for left bracket, 0, 1, right bracket, left bracket, 0, dash, 9, right bracket, because that limits you from 0, 1 to 1, 9, and anything in between, any number in between, 0, 1, 0, 2, 0, 3, and so forth. Of course, there are no months after 12, but that kind of specificity is a little more esoteric and not as easily done in the shell. Another special character that's worth noting is the semicolon. It's the shell command separator. That way you can put any number of commands you like on a single line. You just separate them with a semicolon. Personally, I don't recommend this. There are a number of reasons not to do it because even if one of those commands fails, the next one's going to run. Now, if you want to do a sequence of commands that depend on each one not getting an error, you can put in a command, a double ampersand, the next command, a double ampersand, the next command. The double ampersand means logical and. So if the first command succeeds, then it will run the second command. If the first command fails, it will not run the second command because they all have to succeed with double ampersands in between. Now that's not the same as a single ampersand. The single ampersand means execute this command in the background. Normally, you might want to do this if you're going to execute something that you know is going to be in the background because you don't need to interact with the command. Or even if you do, for example, if you want to use the notepad editor, you can type in notepad space name of the file space ampersand and it will execute the notepad in the background and give you a process idea of what process is running it but it will actually kick off the notepad in its own window that way you can keep using the terminal window while you're running the editor in, in another graphics window the last character i want to talk about is the backslash I mentioned this in the first half of the broadcast. The backslash is a special character that means don't 
interpret the next character as a special character. What that means is if you want to look for something that actually has a question mark in it, you can say ls asterisk backslash question mark asterisk and it will show you any file that contains question mark in its name. It's strongly recommended not to use question marks in the names of files because it is a wild card that has special meaning to the shell and to manipulate files with that kind of name you have to become better at escaping them. You can escape any special character to tell the shell don't interpret this as a special character so if you want to look for a file that has the left bracket and the right bracket in the name rather than as a wildcard for a single character of a specific set specified between the brackets you escape the left bracket with backslash left bracket and it's a good idea also to escape the right bracket backslash right bracket that said I hope you learned something today if not I hope you at least enjoyed this I hope you found it mildly humorous I do my best sometimes I'm not at all funny I hope it was clearly and easily understood and given all that I trust you'll let me know if there you have a question about it or if there's something you want to ask me you have my email address linuxforthelayman at gmail.com and I will trust that you'll tell all your friends about this and make a lot of noise explain to them hey you should listen to this podcast it'll talk to you about Linux in a way that you can easily understand it and that's it for today's episode episode 20 of Linux for the layman the joy of computing bye for now